0: Thanks for joining us online today at Evangel Temple at our online campus. We are excited to have you here with us for a message on the double portion. If God is using this message to bless your life, we want you to send us a testimony or any prayer requests that you might have at connect at etag.tv. You know, we're very thankful for the opportunity to minister through online and what God is doing. The online campus is a very important part of of our church ministry and so we do greet you and we welcome you and trust that week by week this is a wonderful outreach and a wonderful uh, time of inspiration in your heart and life and we want to encourage you not only to connect with prayer requests but uh, through your giving to support the work of the ministry It is through the faithful support of all of our online campus. So many people literally from around the world are connecting and being a part of this ministry. And we're grateful and we give God all the glory and praise. But you can text your giving, you can go right there online and be a part of supporting the ministry of this church to reach out and to preach this good news. This message that God has given me on the double portion, I believe is a very timely message as we begin 2015. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do this year. We're laying the foundation, we're laying the groundwork, and we want to thank you for being a part and supporting this ministry. God bless you as we go right into the service. Just a reminder, parents do get your children and this entire church family. We want to go across the street And we're going to celebrate. It'll be about 15 minutes, so it won't be a long thing, but we've got to turn some dirt. We've got to smite the ground. Amen. And miracles are going to continue to happen. Amen. And we declare double, double. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just before we read the scriptures, I want everybody to lift your hands. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We invite you to come to take the truth of God's word. As Elisha prayed for the spirit, that was his desire, come Holy Spirit. As Solomon prayed and wanted wisdom above anything else, may the wisdom of heaven be imparted by the work of the Holy Ghost as the word of God is divided. And everyone said "Amen." amen. Second Kings chapter two, Verse 9 and verse 10, today is part 4 of the message double portion. We'll preach Wednesday night on the prayer of Jabez, on how to get your prayers answered. There is a powerful part of that passage for this week. I will not preach next Sunday because of Nathan Morris, but one two weeks from today we'll begin a message series on the glory of God. When the glory shows up, a lot of things happen. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 9, and it came to pass when they were gone over, Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee. If God comes to you during these days of fasting and he asks, you ask me anything, don't live beneath by asking God for a new car. Don't live beneath what God can do in your life by asking for new attire. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Amen. Elisha says, what's on your life, double it up in my life. Solomon, when God came to him, said... The wealth doesn't matter. The fame of the world doesn't matter. Impart more wisdom to me. Uh, There are some higher things, friends, than that which will rust and canker and fade away. And Elisha, when he's asked by the prophet, and he says, ask of me anything before I be taken away, and it shall be done for thee. And Elisha says, give me double what you got. I want double of the Holy Spirit. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken away, it shall be so. You may be seated. God is a God of more than enough. Say amen. He is God of the double portion. That's why Elisha could dare make a request like this. He had to have a fundamental belief system. God could do this thing. That nothing was too hard for God. That if I'm asking for a double portion, God could grant that, amen. And so he sees God as this one who can answer this prayer. And friends, I believe we need to position ourselves in 2015 Uh, that God is a God of more than enough, that we can take His promises by faith, we can believe in His Word, and that what we've been praying for, God can surely answer. There is no accident with God. There are no coincidences with God. Now, God is a God of timing. Someone say amen. At this point in human history, why has God decreed In a year, according to the Jewish calendar, when it's 5775, it's not coincidence. It's not happenstance. As we have looked at this year, and then Brother Rayleigh came in last Sunday night and added to what has been shared, the numbers in the word of God mean something. Every number is important, and God uses numbers, and it's not coincidental where he uses those numbers. God is very pragmatic and God is so planned out that when He uses numbers, those numbers are important. And here in the year 5,775 and on our Gregorian calendar 2015, the numbers on the Jewish calendar 5 means uh, grace at the beginning and grace at the end. Doubled grace. Grace is unmerited favor. I just want everybody that wants unmerited favor this year say amen. Seven, two, sevens in the middle, five, seven, seven, five. Seven represents in the kingdom of economy, in the numerical economy, uh, it means rest and completion. And so you've got double, double, two fives and two sevens. And the Lord put in my heart something yesterday while I was praying. Uh, over this message, uh, that uh, rest and completion, the doubling of seven, uh, there's some things that have worked against you that are coming to an end this year. Amen. Uh, There have been some attacks. There have been some things uh, that you've been battling for quite some time. And the seven, seven, end and completion of those things. And rest in the Lord. I'm here to declare uh, that there's a rest that you can't get by taking Ambien. Uh, There's a rest that you can't get by taking sleeping pills. Uh, There is a rest that when you find the word of God to be true, listen to me, it remains to the people of the Lord, the Bible says. Hallelujah. It is also a Smita year and the Smita year ends on September the 13th. Every seven years is a Smita year. Go back seven years and look what happened to the U.S. economy, it was judged. Go back 14 years from September and look what happened to the American economy right after 9-11, it was judged. Two of the worst times since the Great Depression. This is a smita year. And in the Jewish economy, what the people do during that year is so important. If the people seek the Lord during the year, at the end of the year, September 13th, the blessings of God abound. If they do not, judgment comes. As for me and my house, as for me and Evangel Temple, we're going to seek the Lord in 2015 and 5775. Somebody needs to shout amen. But it is also a decade of the providence of God. It is a year that we're declaring the prodigals come home, and we've been stating that amen. Amen. Prodigal loved ones coming back home, and we declare double, amen, with interest. When we started this series, we preached about Jehoshaphat of Judah. At this historical time frame, Israel is divided into two kingdoms, a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom, Israel and Judah. Ahaziah is king of the north, Jehoshaphat king of the south. Jehoshaphat has been mightily blessed. Ju- Judah is still serving the Lord. The northern kingdom of Israel has gone into idolatry. God's favor is still resting upon Judah so, so much that they build a navy of ships. Amen. And it says that Jehoshaphat made a league with King Ahaziah of Israel. Well, they're blood brothers, uh, uh, they're, 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 they're Jews, they're Hebrews. Why not? I want to tell you, in 2015, there's a good word. You need to be careful who you're in alliance with. Everything may look good on the outside, but everything may not be good on the inside, amen. And you need to be careful who you get yoked up with, amen. And it says that when he made an alliance with the king of Israel, his own blood kin, that God judged and God sunk the ships. If you start having ships being sunk in 2015, maybe you ought to examine where you've been making some alliances. Amen. When it came around a second time and Ahaziah comes to Jehoshaphat and he says, let's do this thing one more time. Let's make another alliance and let me borrow your ships uh, uh, Jehoshaphat was smart enough uh, you can fool me once uh, shame on you but if you fool me twice shame on me and he says no way Hosea amen or no way Ahaziah hallelujah I, I want to tell you there's some people you don't need to be in alliance with God will sink your ships to get your attention There's some people that that we need to be hooked up with and connected to uh, where the glory of God is moving, but there's some people that will cause uh, the judgment of God. Amen. And we need to have spirits that are attentive. For Elisha to see the double portion, and we've studied this and looked at this, he had to do two things. He had to stay near to Elijah, and he had to see what needed to be seen. There's an hour that's demanding that the church have spiritual discernment. Amen? One of the gifts of the Spirit is the discerning of spirits. The Bible says that in the last days, and I want everybody to go to the book of Jude right now. The book of Jude. I want everyone turning to the Scriptures, everyone on live stream right now, turn to Jude. Turn to Jude. But in the last days, many will depart the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. They're going to depart the faith. They're going to give heed to doctrines of devils, people who walked in the light. And Jude begins to warn. Brother Nathan Morris was here the first Sunday of October. On Saturday night, he preached. Before he preached, he came into the room over here where the pastors meet to pray. And he said to me, and my dad was in the room, he said, Pastor, God has given me a word. I've never had this happen in all of my ministry. Nowhere in the world have I been that this has happened. But God's given me something to share with Evangel Temple this weekend. And he says he wants me to preach it all three services, the same message. He said God is doing something in this church. And God is raising this church up and sending a mighty wave of revival. And he says Jude is very important to what God is doing. And that you need to hear with spiritual ears. So I want everyone's spiritual antennas up right now. Because Nathan Morris then led us with verse 3. He said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend. Everybody say contend contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Mark Perky, the evangelist, on the last Sunday night of 2014 stood in this pulpit two weeks ago tonight and he said we need to contend for the faith. He said what you don't contend for you will conform to. Mama, you need to contend. Daddy, you need to contend. Wives, you need to contend. Husbands, you need to contend. Amen. Contend for the faith. For there, look at verse 4. There are certain men who have crept in unaware. They have slipped in unnoticed. They have come in like sheep, smelling like sheep, looking like sheep, like sheep. Or was that a goat? Amen. They, They come in, but he said they're wolves in sheep's clothing. He said they have slipped in unaware who were before of old ordained. Not everybody that has an ordination is ordained of God. I read about, and this was about a year ago, a man that just wanted to test these internet internet sites, and he went on and gave the name of his dog and got ordination papers for his dog. Everybody that has ordination papers is not ordained of God. I'm going to come down and say amen to myself. But the Bible says they were or, he, these that slip in under, unaware are ordained to condemnation of God, ungodly men. They're going around turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you in the last days there needs to be the discerning of spirits. Amen. There are people that want to slip in and people that want to use your anointing. There are people that want to uh, uh, create discord and people that want to uh, draw away the work of the Holy Ghost. And Brother Nathan Moore stood in this pulpit and prophesied uh, that in the last days you would see this happening in the church world and he said you need to contend for the faith. Everybody go over to 2 Timothy. You see, double portions can't come on our own terms. It says Cain left the presence of God in Genesis. He walked out of the presence of God. Be careful because the devil's subtle pull to pull you away when you need to stay near. The double portion only comes when you stay near and you keep your spiritual eyes open to see. Elisha took up the mantle. He smoked the waters. He did the works because he could still see. But I want everybody to look at Second Timothy. Because Paul writes in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 5 in the last days there's gonna be people that have a form of godliness they can have all of the trappings on the outside but they deny the power thereof he said get away from them look at this look at verse 6 such people like this are slipping into houses creeping into houses and leading captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lust. The devil will appeal to whatever it is in your life that he can appeal to, if it's your ego or whatever it is, to lead you away, to draw you away from what is near and where you can see. The double portion cannot come on your terms. And we need to have spiritual antennas in the last day to be able to discern what is truth, what is right, what is godly, what is holy, what is unholy and ungodly. Everybody say amen. That's good teaching. A church in revival. Brother Kilpatrick said in my office 15 years ago. And he said, don't ever stop pastoring people during seasons of revival. Because people need the pastoral leadership to keep away things that would not be of God. Amen? Go back to our text now in 2 Kings. Elisha receives, this is point one, he receives the mantle. Better recognize who has the mantle. Amen? A lot of good places out there, a lot of sons of the prophets, but they don't all have the mantle. Elisha receives that mantle. Verse 15, I want you to look at this, of chapter 2. The sons of the prophet immediately recognize uh, that the mantle has now fallen upon Elisha. And they run up to him and they first thing they bow, they acknowledge, oh, you've got the mantle on you. And they begin to acknowledge that. But I want you to watch what happens. We want to go and find where Elijah has gone. With their own eyes, they have viewed the chariots of fire from afar. Listen, the devil will get you off, and you can see some things from just far enough where the fire no longer touches your life. The devil will pull you out of the circle just far enough where you can know, yes, God's doing something, but you can't even feel the heat of the fire and the presence of God. And these sons of the prophets were just far enough that when the chariots of fire came, and the horsemen thereof, and Elijah ascended to heaven, they disbelieved what they had seen with their own eyes. The devil will cause you to get to a point where what you've seen, the move of God, the hand of God, you even begin to disbelieve that really wasn't of God. Or did that really take place? I read it in about six different commentaries, and every one of the commentaries said in this passage, these sons of the prophets, here they are studying for the ministry. They're being schooled in the prophetic. I want to tell you, not everything that's schooled in the prophetic is prophetic. Some of it's pathetic. Some of it doesn't line up with the Word of God enough to even be given a second wince. You better know that you're staying near and you better stay on track with the things of God. I'm preaching real good. Amen. Mm. The sons of the prophets bowed down. Verse 16. But they wanted to see where Elijah was. Well, they've just seen. Sometimes we can see the move of God. We can see no, God's doing miracles and we still question, where's Elijah? And this is exactly, they have seen the translation, but they still have a questioning spirit. We want to go find him. I I want the church to rise up in this hour and realize God's doing some powerful things in our world. He has not abdicated the throne. He's still in charge. With every negative report that you read and every problem that's facing our world, I'm here to declare that our God reigns. He's still on the throne and that there's none like unto him. And friends, the church is not going down. It's not going to fail. It's going to be a victorious bride of Christ in this hour. You know what Elisha tells to the sons of the prophets? Go not. Your pastor is saying, go not. There are some places you don't need to go. There are some things you don't need to do. There are some people you don't need to follow. Hallelujah. Not everything that quacks is a duck. Elisha says, go not. They, they kept prevailing on it. It says it's shame. he was ashamed of them. You got students studying for the prophetic ministry. And he's ashamed of what they're doing because they want to go find where the Spirit's taking Elijah when they've seen with their own eyes. Friends, the church needs to be awakened in this hour. And there needs to be revelation of the Lordship of Jesus, the kingship of of, of our Savior, our Christ, and keep our eyes focused on Jesus and get away from this, this manology where we're deifying men and lifting up men and following men. And we need to see We spiritualize. They urged him and he finally consents. And they go and they search the mountains round about. They could not find Elijah. They come back. And I've never liked to be a person that says, I told you so. But I found scriptural evidence where it happened. Elisha says, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? Go not. Some of you just need to get rooted and grounded. Some of you just need to get position uh, for the things of God to explode in your life this year. Amen. Everybody say, go not. In verse 13 and 14, the first miracle of Elisha has taken place. Verse 19, the second miracle. Uh, there in Jericho, when the water was cursed and the water was not drinkable in Jericho and the land was barren, the second miracle, Elisha, Put salt in a cruise and sprinkles it into the water, and the water is made uh, uh, good to become good water uh, where they could drink the water and the land begin to produce. I just felt the Holy Spirit put in my spirit as I was studying this passage again this week that in 2015, God wants to heal some waters. Where the healing waters flow, hallelujah, and there's gonna be great productivity. In land that was formerly barren. Uh, I just speak that right now. Maybe you've had some barren land. Uh, You need to just raise up a hand right now. And declare what has been barren. Uh, The spirit of the Lord God doing a miracle. Is going to cause land to be productive this year. Amen. That's his third miracle. Or second miracle. The third miracle concerned the infidels. That we addressed last week. And you need to get your spiritual antennas up uh, to be able to know what is right and what is wrong. Paul addresses the silly, he, he calls them silly women, but I want to just say there's a lot of silliness in what's going on in some circles today, amen. And we don't need to be silly Christians, amen. We need to stay rooted and grounded in the holy faith and then people that are of the spirit. I believe you can have both, amen. You can have a move of the Holy Ghost without all the silliness. Amen. I might need to come say amen to myself there. A life of miracles, point number two. I've got to hasten. The fourth, fifth, and sixth miracles of Elisha positioned Israel to defeat the Moabites. God caused a mighty victory in those fourth, fifth, and sixth Miracles of Elisha. I felt as I was rereading these miracles that he, he did that God is wanting to say, No weapon formed against thee is going to prosper this year. That every tongue that rises against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. That truly the gates of hell will not prevail against his people, his church. Amen. The next miracle was the cruise of oil. And it's, it's incredible how many of the miracles mirror his predecessor, Elijah. The cruise of oil for the widow woman and every vessel she supplied the prophet was filled with oil and then the oil stopped flowing. We might need to supply more and more vessels this year. Amen. Get all the empty vessels. Verse 10 and 11 of this chapter show the next miracles and they were food miracles. And I thought, well, isn't this quite interesting? A nauseous Pottage that would destroy. And he performs a miracle and then it can be eaten. And God does a wonderful miracle. There's a, there's a, there's a word there for someone. And then there's not enough food to feed a hundred men. And Elisha performs a miracle and it feeds all of the men present with leftovers. Similar to the ministry of Jesus. We're headed somewhere. Hang on. The next miracle has to do with Naaman being healed of, of leprosy, the most dreaded disease of its day, and, and Gehazi the servant touching what he should not touch. There's a word there, don't touch some of the things that you're, you're touching, amen. You may not want the leprosy of Naaman. Chopping wood in chapter six, verse one, and the ax head falls into the river, and, and Elisha says, go cut a branch, throw it into the water, and the iron will swim. Listen to me. The natural man will always tell you iron can't swim. Physics will tell you iron can't swim. Your head will tell you iron can't swim. But Elisha says, throw the stick into the Jordan and the iron will swim. And Elisha's word came true. I'm telling you there's gonna be some of those miracles because the same spirit that rested upon Elijah and Elisha is the same spirit resting on us today. We just need to throw some sticks into some water and believe that God can open those waters up and do miracles today. Don't go anywhere. We're not finished. Elisha dies. Now, he's had double the miracles. He played, prayed for a double portion. You can find about 15 listed miracles of Elijah. You find 31 miracles for Elisha. Double. He got double. Amen? What do you believe in God for this year? What's coming out of your mouth? Amen. I'm saying double, double. Amen. Amen. They put Elisha in a sepulcher. He's dead. But listen to me. The Spirit of God. Now we believe that when we die, the Spirit leaves the body. But there was still such a strong anointing even on a dead body that in chapter 13 when they throw another dead man into the same sepulcher that dead man's bones happen to get close and touch the bones of one who had been anointed by the Spirit of God and that man stands up and begins to live again. I'm telling you there can be the essence of Christ. There can be the nature of Jesus. There can be the empowerment of the Holy Ghost in the church today and men who are dead will stand up and live again. Don't anybody go anywhere. You don't want to miss this. The spirit that rested on Elijah, he hands off the mantle to Elisha. John the Baptist comes in the spirit of Elijah. I could give you numbers of verses, but I just want to give you one. Gabriel, when he announces to Zacharias that Elizabeth is going to have a baby, he says, the spirit of Elijah will rest upon the child. That's why in the womb, John could not just kick a little bit. The spirit of God was on john the baptist he couldn't just you know i just like to tap my toes a little bit to the listen the spirit of god was all over john in the womb and he was leaping and leaping because the spirit of god got on him and got on his mama read the passage we need the spirit of god to get on the church today The five unwise virgins need their lamps trimmed and burning. You need some fresh oil. The five wise virgins need some fresh oil today. I'm telling you that the spirit that rested on Elijah, rested on Elisha, rested on John the Baptist, and then in John chapter 3 verse 34, it says the spirit rested on Jesus without measure. All right, you got... Spirit of God working right up to Jesus' ministry. You got over here in the tribulation, Elijah coming back. The Spirit of God is on him to announce the second advent. But what about our segment of human history? Jesus looked at his disciples and he went, and he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. I would have loved to have his breath breathe on me. He didn't say, get a new Cadillac. He said, receive, and I'm not saying anything about Cadillacs. Amen. If you got a Cadillac, bless God. I'm just saying there are things more important than a Cadillac. The Holy Ghost is more important than the Cadillac. Jesus said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, in unity and one accord, the Spirit of God fell and empowered the church. And they went out as Jesus had ordained them, the 10, the 70, and now all of the disciples, the 120, and they began to do greater works. And they did the works of Christ. And the world was transformed. Cities were turned upside down, right side up for Jesus because the work of the Holy Ghost we need a double portion of the Spirit of God in the church today. We need to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Crept in
1: Ottawa. And because you approve it, and if I approve it, the teenagers open their heart because they say, they approved it, so it must be all right. You can't approve what God got our own dance. We got our own song. We got our own music. And sometimes musicians think you don't know the chord. They play unholy music in a holy sanctuary. The Bible says there is a formula, an outline that he is approved and called in worship. I said, well, God, I, I don't want to. Bishop, you have to give me the privilege to go forward. I'm out of time. Okay. Sisters. Sisters and brothers, because, because you, you just say, well, this is this is gospel because I said Jesus the Lord woke me up and said Iona just because you put Jesus in the phrase doesn't make it gospel the gospel is an anointed story authored by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost we are worshiping God now with our heads we're worshiping God with our intellect And God is upset because it's destroying the tentacles of the faith. We are becoming so engrafted into the world until you cannot tell Christianity from Christianity. Everybody's a Christian, but not everybody is Christian. Sisters and brothers, there's an explicit difference because this is a high moral integrity of discipline if it wasn't we wouldn't have such a tough time doing it but it's because of Jesus Christ that's in us we keep making advances day by day if we let everything go so she can have sex and this one can keep going in the choir and this one can have this brother's wife and still be a deacon and this one can direct the choir and he's straight homosexual and this one this one can sing because of their talents and she's a lesbian you know it i know it we all know it but nothing's done what are we handing the next generation the bible said contend for the faith watch deliver this is not what Jesus gave us we have to correct people even when they're big tithers when they bring in big offerings even when they're talented even when they have 52 gifts so what when you correct them you save their soul and you deliver them out of the gates of hell People are contracting full-blown AIDS in the church In the church in the church They grew up in the church born in the church. They got AIDS in the church with other Saints It's all out war on the family, what are we handing our teenagers? How you gonna have a Christian nightclub? the Bible said "Men of darkness rather than light cause their deeds are evil turn all the lights on let's see what we are doing but certain men ordained they've been ordained to subvert the tentacles of our faith but how you gonna win them let's we got to give them something. They're young. Give them what they gave us. Come on to the altar. Your flesh is out of control. Repent. And when you finish speaking in tongues, repent. We can't man be pamby our young people. We offer them a weak Christ. sing gospel? How Whitney Houston gonna sing gospel? and knock the boots on Fridays the devil is a lie they come to church and we're going to give them all kind of accolades they don't get nothing here the only one we praise here is God
0: come on let's lift our hands and give a shout of praise to our God we're going to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We want a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We welcome your Holy Spirit. Everybody lift your hands and just welcome the Holy Ghost to come. Welcome the Spirit of the Living God. God's looking for a people in this hour that will take a stand for righteousness and godliness and holiness and sanctify Him in front of a generation that needs to know the reality of Christ Jesus the cross of Christ if you're not saved, if you're not born again if there's a spiritual need in your life I want you to move from where you're standing right now I want you to come to the altar right now I want you to come If there's a spiritual need in your life, I want you to move from where you're standing. If you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you're a prodigal, if there's a spiritual need, I want you to make your way to this altar right now. We're going to dismiss this service, and I want everyone to convene across the street. We're going to smite the wall. Something spiritual is happening. Not many times in your life, not many times do you get to turn some dirt to build an edifice to the glory of God, to build a building to God's glory, to be a part of something so miraculous God is doing. And I believe this is a spiritual experience and will not keep you. It will be 15 minutes. But anyone else with a spiritual need, I want you to come. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to love a lost world. Help us to love the sinner, but God, as you do, not love their sin. To speak the truth, but speak it in love. And to see this generation by the power of the Holy Ghost resting on this congregation come to Christ. Revive thou thy work in the midst of years. This year, 2015. This year, 5775. Revive thou thy work. Work through us, Holy Ghost. We're gonna sing this one time through, and then we're gonna let everybody go across the street and we're gonna celebrate. Come on. Slip your hands up. By your word we grow into the image of Christ by your word devils will flee by your word truth will overcome error by your word this world was spoken into being and by your word this world is daily sustained Lord the word that's been released God let it strengthen the body of Christ as we move ahead in these days of revival, as you are releasing something powerful, even over the next few weeks, oh God, as Nathan Morris is here, Reinhardt Bonnke, Jonathan Kahn, Beth Stevens, God, all of these that are coming, Lord, I pray that God, revival will break out to touch this nation and the nations of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen.
1: How great is our God.